again. Dwayne Grummet here with Ali Alvarigo, schoolandertalk.com. Ali, nice to be with you, sir. Hey, nice to be with you, too. And I have to say, you're probably one of the few that actually pronounced my name correctly, which is great. <laughs> yeah, which one? Ali or Al- Alvarigo? Well, actually, both. I get Ali. I get, you know, Ali. I get Abarigo, Abarito. I mean, people move the, the G around. You know, I guess I don't know what's going on. My daughter and I laugh hey. about it. So, so thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. It could. I guess I never thought of this. It could be Al Burrito. Yeah, well, but it's a G though, right? So everyone used that know, to go. Yeah. yeah, but they always mess it up. So my my teacher used to call me uh, Burrito for short. You know, and I'm like, okay, that's not the best nickname. So let's fix that right away. So we did. So anyway, that's cool. So uh, yeah. So how you been? Everything is good. Yeah, I guess my question is, when he called you Burrito, were you offended? Were you? Was it that I, PC at that time? I wasn't. Of course not. You know, nothing was PC at that time. I, I mean, back when I was a kid, we would call each other names that are now politically incorrect that almost people would have you sued for, uh, you know, as an in term of endearment. Like, I mean, I hate to say it. I'll, I'll say it now and I'm just because of example. But like if my friend did something stupid, I'd say, what are you, a retard? And he'd say, no, you're a retard, right? Like, like we would just go back and forth on that. It wouldn't be anything more than just a name that we would say, like a term of endearment, you know. You know, so we didn't we didn't take everything to heart and get upset over every little thing. And it was just it's a really weird, odd time in our lives right now where I've just never seen it this hypersensitive. And I think we'll check this out. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Check this out. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, I had a field trip yesterday, third graders. Right. So I have like, I don't know, 58, 60 third graders uh, that are there. And I do this, we talk about having, uh, there. there's three attitudes that I share with them, and then the, the second one is having an attitude of gratitude. So we get we get done, I had already presented the attitude of gratitude to them, and then the line leaders are there, and so they're going to demonstrate their attitude of gratitude to the line leaders by shaking their hand. Well, I always have like a, uh, a little play that I put on, and I always uh, have, you know, one boy volunteer on this side and one girl volunteer on my right side. And I always ask, and I say, hey, look, I'm going to ask for a volunteer, but I just want you to know that I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, make fun of you. you know, right. This is an act, you know, but I need – it's kind of like the stage. You guys are the audience, so I need one uh, brave boy volunteer to stand right here, and I point down to my left, and, like, I freeze. And, you know, all the kids are just sitting there like, okay, who's he going to call on? Who's he going to – you know, the kids are raising their hand and stuff, and yeah. I just hold that position until one boy finally gets it and goes, oh, yeah, I just should run up there. Right. So while while that's happening – some third grade girl says this. She goes, oh, what, the girls aren't good enough? You had to pick a boy? And I thought, first of all, you're in third grade. Who, what third grader says that to a teacher or, or, or an adult? I was taken aback a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So as soon as I had the boy come up, I stopped. And I don't know if this is exactly what I said. I wish I memorized exactly what I said. But I basically said, now look, I said, what we all want to do is we always want to wait until something is thoroughly completed before we make a comment on it. Because, you know, the problem is nowadays everybody likes to make a comment before it's over and they don't know what's going to happen. Right. And, And then I pointed down and I said, now I need a brave girl volunteer right here. Well, long story short, I end up, the way that I do it, the girl has a better handshake than the boy. I hired the I hired the young lady. It was all yeah. based upon a handshake. Had she waited, yeah. she would have saw that the lady wins. But she is obviously at third grade being indoctrinated at home 
on, oh my goodness. you know, you know it, 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 that men always just pick men and all, whatever it was. I mean, I know I'm making uh, assumptions here, but just that alone, I thought, oh, my gosh, you should have saw all the other parents. I, I think the way that I handled it was okay and, and was kind of funny. Yeah. But I, I saw the other teachers and the parents. They were just kind of like, whoa. Yeah, I can't believe that it, third grader. It, it, it is ama- it, it is amazing that um you know that even a third grader is that hypersensitive. But if you look at that and then you think about our our adults, like even the young adults in their twenties and thirties, um you know which of course are voting. You know they're getting jobs, they're driving cars, they're running families, and you know you look at that uh, you know that mindset of you know entitlement. And, uh, you know, the mindset of, you know, political correctness, like, you know, what people deserve. And it's interesting on our last call with um, Master Park, the one thing that I, I took a few things to heart. I, I have the notes somewhere, um, but, oh, here they are. Uh, I, I, I started really pro- promoting in my school, like, you know, talking to the students and the parents more about why we have a martial arts spirit and what the martial arts spirit is. And then also defining to parents what a martial artist is like what their child will become or they will become as an adult. You know, what is a martial artist, the the tenets of, or, or the levels of respect, integrity, you know, all of that. And then, um, you know, I also realized, too, that it was just interesting about grinding and getting down to business and really working hard to get where you got to go. It's not going to come to you because you have a degree or you invested the money in a building and you bought all the right stuff. Um, none of it is going to happen unless you put the time and effort in and work your butt off. And that's the only way it's going to happen, right? You and I both, I mean, you and I talk, we've been doing this for a combined almost 60 years, you and I together, right? And um, we're still grinding every day, working hard. What's our next campaign? You know, you're switching over software. We're working on the next marketing. It doesn't ever, you know, it's never on, um, you know, just automatic pilot, right? We have to be in the game in order to really succeed and continue to succeed. So uh, it's an interesting thing. I, I love our topic today too. Like you know, want, you want to lead it in and tell everybody what it's about. And yeah, certainly. So we're going to talk about life life cycle marketing, and and specifically what I mean by that is um, uh, we're going to talk about the life cycle not only of the people that enroll into your school, um, but we're also going to talk about the life uh, life cycle of the uh, prospects. Um, uh, suspects, leads, however you want to define them. And we'll define them in a way um, that will make more sense as, as we go on. But in the beginning, there, there are a certain population or a certain percentage of people that are on your A-list when they contact you, meaning that uh, they know that they want to do martial arts and they know that they want to do martial arts with you. Primarily that uh, happens because they've heard about you or they know you personally. So there's some sort of referral marketing that happens um, whether it was designed by you or not, uh, some sort of referral marketing that uh, occurred and, uh, and or you already know them personally. So those individuals obviously are going to sign up with you as opposed to right. going anywhere else. And they're already hot. They're already warm. Um, so right. you will always sign um, at least 99% of those, if not 100% of those up. Now, I'm not specifically talking about those when we start moving backwards. The people that are on the B list, the question is, what are we doing in that life cycle with with regards to our marketing to move them to the A list? And the people that are in the C list, the same thing. How how do we get them to move to the the B or A list if we could jump them in between? And then 
Uh, same thing with the D list. How do we get them to move up? Uh, we all in, in our industry understand the ABC, um, you know, type mentality with regards to time or uh, class attendance tracking. You know, you have everybody the A list that comes all the time. They're 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 you're you're not ever worried about them not showing up to class. Right. B list people. Hey, what's happening? You know, what's going on in your life that we can move you to the A list? And then C people were like, Hey, what's going on? So. I want you to take that same type of A, B, C, D type mentality and let's apply it to the life cycle of your, your, the, uh, uh, the totality of people that may or may not ever want to do business with you. Um, before we get into that, though, let's segment some of these individuals and kind of give them some names. Um, and we'll just, if you don't mind, let's just use the names that we use at our studio just because it makes it a little bit easier for me to, to speak yeah. about it. Yeah. So, we, we talk about, uh, and, and we did a call on these names and the specifics of these names in one of our podcasts. I could go look it back up in a little bit. But um, we have what we call suspects, and then we have our prospects. And then for us, we have our uh, leads and then on trial and then our actual enrolled before they become an unenrolled or canceled student. And so um, – Obviously, if somebody's enrolled, they're in your program. If somebody is on trial, they're doing a trial within your program. For me, if they're a lead, what that means is they have, uh, they have made an appointment to do a trial. They haven't shown up to their trial, but they made an appointment to do right. a trial. The, right. the prospect is an individual that has raised their hand. They actually sought us out, right? Correct. So, and you've yeah. had that before where you've had individuals that have sought you out but still have not made an appointment. Right. So I call those people pro prospects. And then suspects, those are all the individuals that we go out and get their information. So if it was a birthday party, that's a suspect. We did, they didn't raise their hand for us. We brought them into our school through a birthday party or uh, for like, uh, like we just talked about at the beginning, a field trip. We, we brought those individuals in. I got their contact information. To me, those are suspects. They never raised their hand uh, to want to be in my program. Um, now, the question is, how do I move them from – from suspect to prospect, from prospect to lead to lead to actually being on trial, and then from on trial being an enrolled uh, individual. So I kind of wanted to draw all that out to uh, talk about the life cycle that we want to have in our business. And if, and if you want to think about that, every single um, one of those categories should have its own life cycle, pushing that individual into the next category before we get into any specifics uh, do you have anything you want to add no no I, I i took some notes just on some of the verbiage that you're using and i like the whole raise your hand concept because um you know it's it's almost like saying hey i'm i'm interested right you raise your hand and go yeah i, I want a trial class so sometimes i think as owners um we get confused thinking that everyone is interested because look at, I, I love the martial arts. I, I love everything about it. I believe it's the magic pill. I think everyone would benefit, but not everyone feels the same way about it as I do. Right. And not, and especially not everyone understands the depth of what it could do for a student in their life. As I do, as you do, as other school owners do, because we live it, we've seen it, we've processed it, right? So, um, yeah, it's about getting those people to, you know, peaking interest and somehow capturing their attention for a small period of time, enough attention that they're actually listening. And that, that's important. So that's what I love about raising their hand, the difference between someone who says, yeah, I'm interested, or showing up as a walk-in. 
into your studio uh, versus, you know, somebody that we just kind of cold called or, or, you know, was a referral that they didn't even know they were being referred by a friend, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, good job. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and I think, I think the uh, the podcast that we did with regards to defining these a little bit more in depth was um, uh, our 44th podcast. So if people wanted to go to uh, schoolandertalk.com forward slash uh, 44, so 44, uh, you can uh, get get uh, get that pro- uh, 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 get that podcast. Uh, so, uh, anyways. <laughs> Um, with regards to the uh, the life cycle, uh, sorry, because I was trying to read it and think about what I'm going to yeah. say at the same time. So uh, th- with regards to the life cycle, there's not much that you have to do. And let's take the easiest one first. Uh, the individuals, like I said, that are referred to you, they know you, like you, trust you already, they're, they're, they're in. So there's not a lot of marketing that needs to happen. There's a little. There's some processes that need to happen, but, but uh, there's not a lot that needs to happen. And so if we could draw a circle, and you think about the nucleus of that circle, that, that's that individual, right? That's that individual that you have the most impact on already. Now we draw a circle on the outside of that. Those are your B-list people. Those are the individuals that, again, they were a prospect, and maybe they were even a lead, maybe, meaning that they made an appointment, and maybe they were even somebody that came in for a trial that didn't finish the trial. Yeah. Potentially, Right. So the question is, uh, let's take the people that are on trial already. What do, what, what do we need to do in order to make sure that they have the type of experience that they're going to see what you talked about and what I agree with, the benefits of the martial arts that are going to impact that individual and or family, um, you know, for the rest of their life? That's the thing that we need to ask ourselves. You know, what's going to happen out on the floor? What are the uh, – uh, informational or, or marketing pieces that we're going to give them. And when I say marketing, it doesn't have to be salesy. What I mean is, is educational-based marketing. So uh, things that are written in a way, maybe you, you know, when, when they come in, they, they're, they're actually going to get a, um, a welcome packet, and inside that welcome packet is a whole, whole mess of information on, on the school. I, I used to do that. I still have a small little uh, – I should have brought one so that I could have shown it. But I have a small little one that we do. But what I've found is the uh, the parents will look at that a little bit. Uh, well, I found a couple of things. One, the parents will look at it and not pay attention to the first intro. That's horrible, right? Right. And – or they will look at it briefly, pay attention to the intro, which I want them to do, but then never get back to it. There's right a percentage of them that never get around to reading that again. Um, and I hesitate saying this next piece uh, just because of our last call. I know we got some flack because uh, individuals were thinking, were thinking that we were trying to push a, a software on, on people, and I apologize for that if that's the way it came across. But I don't, um, I don't, think, I, I don't think it did, by the way, but I think any time you and I, because we've been so neutral, right, we never promote anything, not even our own products, um, so that the minute we mention something because we love that people are like, oh, this is an endorsement and they, you know, so that's why some people said that. But, uh, other than that, it's, it, it, you know, we were well, doing and, a, the good thing. And they don't, and then let's just say that they don't have a referral program. They don't allow right. anybody to go, Hey, uh, let's refer. Right. And so let's make money. They don't do that, which is, yeah, nice I wish, because, I, I wish they did. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Because I, I joined after you and because right. of you and, and I, I let you do it a few months, uh, yeah. uh, and I asked you a ton of questions before I was willing to switch over. Anyways, yeah. um, 
I use that system to send those individuals a, uh, a text message that actually has a link to a video. And what I've done is I've taken that welcome booklet and I've created um, a few videos based upon that booklet. And so all I did was read the booklet to them um, because some of those individuals are not going to consume that information written in front of them. They would right. rather watch a video. They learn better from a video or what have you. Yeah. And so I decided that that's the experience that I want. But there's a life cycle that if I don't take care of them, if I don't answer their questions, if, I don't, if I'm not doing my due diligence to make sure that they, 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 they know what the program is all about, they understand that they can ask any question that they want, and they feel totally confident in, in the program because if I haven't answered all the questions, whether it's before it became a question or while it's still a question, then they're going to uh, waver on whether they're going to sign up or not. Obviously, individuals that can't afford it, they just can't afford it. I understand that, and it's nothing that you've done. But if you can create experiences that are honest, genuine, and educational uh, uh, to answer those questions, that's where you want to be. In, in that part of that life cycle. Now, let's back up to the individuals that uh, have made an appointment but haven't shown up, you know. And, and I'm giving you some, like, 25,000-foot view of, of right. what we should be doing. Obviously, there are a lot more working parts inside of each of these cycles. But I wanted to kind of throw this out there as a general uh, idea and get – you know, these school owners thinking about this because, you know, the problem is the successful school owners are doing it and and the ones that are struggling the most are not implementing these things inside of their uh, inside of their schools. So anyway, somebody that, uh, you know, uh, is not or, or you, has, has made an appointment but hasn't shown up yet. There's a few reasons why they haven't shown up, right? Uh, one, they forgot. Again, I go back to Spark because we, we can do inside of Spark. We can uh, – it actually sends them a, um, an email and a text message the day before and the day of. And it's right. beautiful because they can actually reschedule it on their phone if you set that up through that system. Yeah. Prior to that, when I didn't have that system, we called them the night before and reminded them about their appointment. And we were 80% good, I would say, on that. Because at night, we're busy, and we have all good intentions to call them. It just didn't happen all the time. Right. And so the question is, what can I do to make it easier for these people to show up, uh, to show up their appointment on time? And that even has to do with your phone script with regards to making sure that you explain to them where they need to park, how these things need to happen. Uh, you know, so, for instance, we're off the beaten path. So we're going to say that you're going to turn in between this place and this place, and we're about a, you know, half a block down on your left-hand side. You're going to see a blue and white awning that says TriStar Martial Arts Academy. Um, you're more than welcome, but because by the time that you come, and this always depends on the time that they're actually coming, but we will state that uh, by, by the time that you're coming, there's going to be one class getting ready to start and another class ending. So the uh, either you'll want to get there 10 minutes earlier, or if you do come at that time, just know that you can park – on either side of the street, whether it's the south side or the north side, north side either one is fine. Uh, and then when you come into the, you know, to the uh, studio, you're gonna you're gonna go here and ask for so and so and such and such. And everybody knows this, but not everybody does it. So that's going to help to increase 
your, um, your percentages, if you will, on individuals that are actually going to show up. Now, if they, uh, you know, can't make it or they were sick or whatever, then obviously you, you follow up with them. If they don't show up, you call. Our rule of thumb is you always call concerned. So we give them a call and we say, hey, you know, Mrs. Jones, uh, I, I noticed that Jake didn't make his uh, introductory lesson last night. I hope everything was okay. I hope nobody's sick or, or anything. If you could give us a call back, we'd be happy to reschedule that or whatever. And, of course, if we talk to them live, it's the same thing. I, I, I'm concerned. Hey, did something happen? Oh, no, we just forgot. Uh, okay, great. Let's go ahead and set them up for this date, this time. You know, and, and a lot of the times, those individuals that didn't show up, two things were happening. One, uh, we didn't, they were part of the 20% that we didn't get to, to call them that night, right? Um, or two, uh, it was the fact that, and now we've alleviated this, uh, two was they didn't pay for their trial in advance. And now I make everybody pay for their trial in advance, which obviously then now uh, uh, raises the level of compliance because they've already, they've already fronted the money, so they're more apt to show. So we had to come up with uh, different things inside that life cycle to help motivate and push them to actually then uh, not only make the appointment but to follow through with that. Now, moving backwards to uh, the next one, they haven't made an appointment yet. What do we need to do? What are the things that need to happen in order to, to do that? Do you follow up just once? You know, that's what most school owners do. They call them up on the phone or they, or they send them an email and they think, okay, well, they haven't responded and so therefore people are busy. People are extremely, extremely busy. Um, I would say that it takes at least close to five times contacting these individuals. And I'm doing that as a broad brush, by the way, uh, uh, meaning my, when I say five times, I, I say broad brush over the totality of individuals that we contact inside of one year. It takes about five times in order for us to get some sort of traction uh, to get them to say yes, no, or leave me alone, or what have you. Uh, but if you just stop after one call, two call, one email, even three calls and two texts or whatever, uh, I'm not saying that um, you want to bother them for the rest of their life. You don't have time to do that. But you can, uh, again, I go back to Spark, uh, you, you, there's automations that, that now I have set up in that. Prior to that, I used to, I had, automations with regards to emails, but I couldn't automate the texts. Obviously, you can't automate a, a, an actual phone call, but now we, uh, you know, what we would do before is we would call, and then we would actually get on our phone system on our computer, and I had um, a notepad open, and we would copy that text, put it into our uh, phone system on the computer, you know, put their name in there, obviously, and hit send. That was so time-consuming, but we still were doing it because we were getting some traction with regards to text, and that was the only service, my own phone service, that, that, that I was able to do that with. And so it was uh, a way to kind of increase the, uh, uh, the, the opportunity to be able to get them to actually follow through and, and make an appointment. Then you go back to the individuals that you haven't even got a hold of, right, uh, be it a suspect um, or, or, or a prospect. Again, a prospect is somebody that raised their hand, but, but maybe it was just they did an opt-in but you haven't really talked to them at all. It's like you got to ask yourself the question, what do I need to educate these suspects in order to get them to raise the hand? Um, what other experiences do they need to experience in order to get them to come in? And so that's where you start thinking about maybe some creative life, life cycle marketing opportunities for them as well. So just right off the top of my head, all your suspects 
all the individuals that you got from either birthday parties or field trips um, or booths or whatever, every single one of them has a birthday. And you should be marketing to them to come and do a birthday party with you, giving them some sort of discount or what have you in order to make that a, uh, make that a reality and come in and do uh, those birthday parties with you. When you have your, your bully courses or your anti-abduction courses or, or, or whatever, those individuals need to, be, um, need to be told about those, invited, maybe even given some sort of discount if, you, if you're charging for them because they're on your list. Hey, because you came to a field trip, you can come and do this X program at this lower amount as opposed to, you know, the higher amount, that type of thing. Um, that way you are delivering content to them on a regular basis. I know I've talked about this before, but, you know, even your blog posts, you know, listen, even if you only do one blog post a week, that would be important uh, to, to, to do that. I know a lot of you guys are doing mat chats, right? You're doing mat chats uh, with your, why don't you record one of them, right? Every week when you do a new one or whatever it is, record it as you do it. Maybe you, maybe you on Monday, it's your test run with your students, but by, by Thursday, you're really good at that mat chat. You record yourself doing it, and then you put it, you, you send it out and say, hey, this is what uh, the kids learned this week. And, yeah, does it go to your suspect list? Absolutely it does. You need to let them know and see what you are, uh, what you are doing inside of your, your school and the benefits that, uh, that, are, that are more than just kicking and punching. I, I'm sorry I'm having yeah. all this conversation. No, no, I wanted, I wanted to – I wanted to add in, um, about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, I was interviewed by Toby Milroy, um, and he interviewed me, um, and he was mentioning that his child's school um, started videotaping the classroom sessions on specific topics and sending it home via either Facebook or some sort of portal that they use within his school. And he said it was just so much more uh, easier for him to then have conversations with his child, who's little, I think he's like four or five, uh, about what went on in school rather than just assuming that things went on that were good and not knowing a thing about it. He's able to watch this on his lunch break or at home with his wife, and they see what the kids were doing and the lesson plan that they had and, you know, some fun events that they did within the classroom. And it really tied in the, the classroom to home life and it really made it that much more beneficial. So that was awesome, what you said. And, and if I might add just one thing, um, everything that you're talking about within the, within the realm of a sales cycle, I had given away a long time ago a sales pyramid. I think you've seen it, Dwayne. It's broken up in percentages, right? So just to motivate the people who are listening, um, not everything is going to go the way you want it to go all the time. But if you understand this graph, you'll understand how much harder you have to work in the areas you need to work. So if you looked at a pyramid, at the upper top, we have 3%, right? And then the next percentage is 7%. And then there's 30, 30, and 30, giving us 100%. So 3% are buying now. Like those are the ones that you said, they raise their hand, they want the product. They, you don't really have to do much selling. They come in, you tell them the price, they're like, I'll take it. The other 7% are open to it. All you have to do is show them why it's important to them and it's beneficial to their child or themselves, and they're going to purchase. The 30% below that are not really thinking about it. They maybe saw a Steven Seagal movie laid on the Internet and they like want to learn self-defense or they, they had a scary situation, so they go on your website and send in an inquiry. Um, so they're not really totally thinking about it. The other 30%, they don't think, and that's important, they don't think they're interested, right? They could be interested. You just got to show them how. 
But at this point, you'll call up, and these are the people where you hear a lot of, hey, it's a, it's a Shan Alley from Long Island and Jitsu Centers. I'm calling about blah, blah, blah. They're like, nah, I'm good, right? They go, I'm good. And, and, and what are you good at? You know, like that kind of thing. But they're, they don't think that they're interested. But they could be if you gave them the real results. And then the last 30% of the sales pyramid are definitely not interested. Those are the ones that are going to say, don't call me, leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered. Um, and I'm not interested. Not to say that they could never be convinced through a trickle marketing campaign if they allow you to do that. But those are the ones that are going to say, no, I know I filled out a form, but I just did it to get you off my back. So don't bother me now, now that I'm on the phone. You know, so that's the 100%. So remember, 3% are ready to buy, 7% are open to it if you can convince them for their benefit. 30% are not thinking about it, but they're, they're going to be able to be sold if you just talk to them and have a good conversation. The last 30% are, I don't think I'm interested, which takes a lot of drip marketing and nurturing. And the last 30% are like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want it. Those are the people that show up to birthday parties only because they were invited. Right. And not because they have any interest in karate. They just came because little Johnny invited them to be rude not to go. Right. So anyway, I just wanted right. to throw that in there because it's totally within the realm of all the things you're talking about. So back to yeah, you. No, Dwayne. and that's no, no, it's fine. No, it's, <laughs> and, it's, and that's exactly it. Right. That's exactly it. But those but the last 30 that you talked about with regards to the fact that they, they, don't, they don't want anything to do with you doesn't matter. Right. They don't like you. And it doesn't mean right. they wouldn't pass your information on to somebody else. You know, they're, exactly. they're going to come up to the holiday and they're talking to their families and, and uh, they say, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, little, my little nephew Steve here wants to do uh, martial arts. And they're like, oh, really? Exactly. Well, there's a martial artist that, you know, I saw a few of his videos or I saw, you know, her, her, her Facebook post or, you know, I saw this or saw that or I got this email from them that was a really neat or, or whatever it is, they, they might pass it on. So Absolutely. you may have a, you may have a um, semi-raving fan, right, if you will, that isn't even in your school based upon the information that they know about you because right. of the, the, the marketing or or educational marketing that you've done through that life cycle to nurture. Yeah. Them. They may never buy from you and that's okay. Yeah, no, no, dude, that's so, so true. I mean, uh, I wasn't even going to comment, but I mean, I think that that's, you know, you could say to it, like I at a fair, I'll, I'll hand, Hey, would you be interested in martial arts? And they're like, no, no, they're like 80 years old. I'm like, even if you have any grandchildren or a neighborhood bully that you want to get going, you know, like maybe you could recommend this to the troublemaker in the neighborhood and we'll fix them right up for you. And they laugh and they're like, yeah, let me have one for my grandchild. Like they're thinking themselves right then and there. So that's why you're right, though. The 30 percent that say, no, I'm not interested. I have no interest whatsoever. OK, but would it be OK if we kept sending you coupons in case you happen to know somebody? Um, some of them will say, yeah, keep me on the mailing list. Right. And others will say, listen, leave me alone you know don't bother me anymore they they get adamant so then i just immediately go right into the database and delete them out i don't want to piss them off i don't want to be known as that person who harasses but certain people will just say yeah i'm interested and, and you know keep sending me stuff I, you know they're open to it but they're for themselves maybe not not their thing yeah and i'll tell you um i, I do a I've been really bad this last month, but up until this last month, I, I do a blog post every day, meaning Monday through Friday. And I have had numerous people when I thought, oh, my gosh, you know what? Why am I still doing this? You know, what's right. the point? I, 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 I've had numerous people tell me, I mean, I love your, uh, your, your uh, daily emails with your blog posts. 
thinking, right. why didn't you make a comment? Like, why didn't you comment yeah. on it? Uh, I had, uh, I have multiple people that, that have told me I've been shooting videos in my car while I've been driving. And, uh, they'll say to me, uh, man, that, uh, that topic was timely. Thank you. And I said, why didn't you comment? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know you wanted me to. You know, right. I, I just, I, and there's so many people that are watching these videos that I can't, um, I know, you know, like on Facebook, it'll tell me the views or on, on, um, YouTube, it tells me the views. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that they're engaged. That doesn't right. tell me how long they've watched. You know, just because right. they, they clicked on it and viewed it doesn't mean that they really watched right. it and heard it. You know, right. that type of thing. I did a, I did a, uh, uh, with our Matt chat this week, I did a video. And I just posted it up this morning and I already had somebody else share it and say, this is, you know, where my daughter goes and this was such a great topic and blah, 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 you know, and, and, and this program has helped my daughter tremendously and she posted it on her wall. And of course I said, thank you for the kind words, ma'am, you know, that type of thing. But right. it was, it was now if you're going to do these things, let's be strategic about it. Let's not do double work. And let's be strategic about it. So what do I mean? Let's go back to the uh, the map chat. You can either record yourself while it's happening, right, or do it later, which, which whichever you want to do. Um, but then think about ways that you can utilize that. And we talk about we've talked about this in multiple um, uh, podcasts with regards to the spider legs or you know the reach right. out, how you can you can repurpose your material and use it in in some longevity uh, forms. And so if if you're going to shoot a video and take time to do it. Really think it through on on how you can use this and squeeze every little thing out that you possibly can. So yeah, maybe uh, you shot the video and it's it's you know really good. You like it, but you don't have it in a written form. So you just have some, you just send it off to a service, uh, and there are services out there like I forget the one that I use, but I've done this with videos and just send it to them. And it's a dollar a minute. So for every minute on the video, it's a dollar. So if it's a seven-minute video, it cost me seven bucks to get it transcribed. And right. they literally, I'll, I'll have to look it up what it is and put it inside of, of this particular post today. Yeah, but, do that, uh, do that it, because I, re, I would love to know the service too. And I'd also love to be able to work with your guy who does your um, whiteboard videos, right? He'll do like whatever they are and make your topic into a whiteboard. So that's cool too. Yeah, so I, but you just take those and repurpose it. Now, if it was something that was written already, you don't have to do that. You just shoot the video, and then now you've got the written portion, and you've got the video portion, and then decide, you know, how do I want to use this to, to uh, you know, move people through, uh, through those life cycles in a strategic way, what's going to, you know, keep them uh, moving forward. It's important to, uh, to really think that through. And listen, here's the deal. I've been in I wish I would have known this a lot earlier, and here's what I mean. I've been in business now for 20 years, going on my 21st year. Had I done, let's just say, you know, every six months focused on a different thing, it would maybe have taken me, and it didn't really take you six months to focus in on it, but I, but I know how much we all procrastinate or don't get things done or what have you. I just throw that out there as, as a time frame. I could have had all this like really, really thought through and created and really solid within three to four to five years. And I still would have been in business. Right. I guess what I'm saying is don't get overwhelmed. Don't think it all has to be done at once. Um, Don't think it's done when it's done. (laughs) 
because right. then you'll learn something else and you go, oh, I want to add that into X, Y, or Z. But, again, the mindset should be, how can I make that prospect, excuse me, that suspect become a prospect? Go, yeah, I really do want this. How can I make them make an appointment and be a lead? How can I get them to show up and be on, on trial? And, right. and then from being on trial, what are the things that I need to do, the questions I need to ask or a- ask and also answer um, in order to get them to go, yep, this is the best thing that I'll ever do for my child and, and, and then sign up. And then, you know, the thing that you want to ask yourself is what's the life cycle marketing that needs to happen inside of my enrollments, meaning in the individuals that are already with me, what do I got to do? And that's where retention comes in, right? Uh, what, but see, the, the thing is, it's not just teaching a great class because you can have, you can, you can teach a great class. I, I bring this up quite often. Uh, I, I remember specifically a girl by the name of Sam that was in my studio. She was in junior black belt level. This girl worked so hard. Uh, she did everything right. And uh, she quit. She quit before right. she went to her black belt. Yeah. And, and, and I asked her on the exit interview, uh, I'm like, why, Sam, why are you quitting? She goes, you never paid attention to me. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, I, I, she goes, for the last three weeks, I've been purposely doing things wrong to get you to come over to, to, to correct me. I, she always knows her stuff. I wasn't paying attention to her. I didn't realize that I was paying attention to the ones that I thought needed it and not – I didn't come to the realization that everybody needs my attention. Right. Everyone does. And so I had to – that was a hard lesson for me. And so whether the individual is struggling or whether they're getting it, I need to show, I need to give all attention to everybody as as much as I possibly can. And so it's not just teaching a good class, because I believe that I was. It's not even just teaching an exciting class, but it's making those those genuine emotional connections with your students um, at a level that, that they need to be reached, not that you feel that they need to be reached. And that's tough. That's really tough. And you're not going to be able to do it 100% of the time. Uh, you can't. And we need to yeah, get, cut ourselves some slack with that. Yeah, and you know what, though? And no matter what you do to be the person that, you know, to, to be that person that people like, there won't there will be some people that won't like you. There will be people that will be like, oh, I don't like beards, you know. I, I don't like short hair. I don't like Italians, you know, whatever the case maybe, you know, they're going to just not connect with you. I've had people that just didn't like me for whatever reason. I bent over backwards, had a connection with their kid, and the dad, one of the dads just could not stand me. Everything everything he heard from me, it's almost like the political environment now, where everything he heard from me sounded to him as like a gimmick or a sale. He always had the negative spin on it. And it was it all stemmed from the fact that he just didn't connect with me. So you can't connect with everyone is my point. And um, it's very important to know. But I love what you're saying, too, like repurposing. I'll give you an example. Like, for example, um, I have a blog that I post on all the time. And in my blog that, uh, you know, I'll have articles that I had written uh, that will get <coughs> 71 reads, right? And then I'll just go back in and share it on Facebook like two months later. And it'll bump the reads up by like two, three hundred. Who knows like what was trending, what was going on that day where I posted it. Not everyone wasn't thrilled by it. It wasn't relevant at the time. And now it is, you know, and then I'm, so I'm able to re-release certain blog posts and then I see those numbers rise. Like my biggest blog, which is an interesting uh, one, was I wrote it probably about 15 years, 10, 10 years ago, was called I Quit. 
and that's on my blog, and it's up to almost uh, 12, well, it's not almost, it's 12,287 reads. It's my biggest one. I'm viral, right? Like, that's nothing compared to viral media, but um, I joke with my daughter. I'm like, I'm going viral today. I got like 16 likes on my page. She's like, that's not viral, Dad. You know, um, but, uh, but anyway, so, and, but I've posted that numerous times, and then people who liked it, and by the way, you kind of almost got to give your parents permission or even my listeners when I do my lunchtime chat on Thursday, I say, guys, you don't have to ask me. Just share it because I'll get people who go, can I share? They're afraid to share. They don't know if you want them to share. So right away, share this with all your friends. You know, Tell them. Let them know that it's okay within the body of the post or at the end of the post so that everyone gets it because people are fearful. Like, oh, they don't want to do anything wrong or do the something that's going to offend you. Right. Hey, Joanne, let me get back to like the uh, never quit thing, too, just so people know, like salespeople and statistics may have changed slightly on this. Like um, this is a quick note on sales statistics. So 48 percent of all salespeople never follow up with their prospect. In other words, and by the way, I wrote this article years ago from my experience of buying a sports car. And um, I went in and, and, you know, the salesperson, you know, got my name and info. I said, I'll get back to me and, and never followed up on me. So 48% of all salespeople, they leave it after one connection, one contact. 25% of all salespeople make a second contact, and then they quit. 12% of all salespeople make three contacts and quit. Only 10% make more than three contacts. Now, here's the real statistic. 2% of all the sales are made on the first contact. 3% are made on the second. 5% are made on the third. 10% are made on the fourth contact. And 80% are made between the fifth and the twelfth contact. So ask yourself the question, are, are you doing what you need to do? Are you dropping the ball? Are you giving up prematurely? Are you stopping way ahead of time? Are you feeling like, and I hear this from my clients who I don't want to be a pest. I don't want to be annoying. Listen, they'll tell you if they're annoying. And by the way, if you're sending them emails, they just hit delete on it, right? If you're leaving them a text message, they hit delete on it. They're not going to. They'll tell you if you're bothering them. Please don't call me anymore. I'm getting annoyed by you. Okay, great. We'll take you right off our list. So please don't text me. Please stop emailing me. They'll tell you. So don't be afraid to be consistent because in this world we live in where there's all this white noise going on around us on a day-to-day basis, we're hearing, hey, listen, you can't even watch a Facebook video now without them in, inserting a video, a commercial inside the content of a Facebook video. You watch the Facebook video five seconds, boom, they have a commercial. You can't get around it now. And then another one. You're on Instagram as you're scrolling through your feed, commercial after commercial after commercial. And by the way, I buy a lot of stuff from Instagram. I see some really cool products that they have. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really good things. But, but you have so much white noise. Don't expect your clients to hear you uh, you know, say, hey, like, our event is amazing. Oh, great. Everyone's running and signing up. No, it takes consistent, repeated effort to break through what you say, Dwayne, that last half inch of the journey, which is the skull to get into their brain or through those ears into the brain so that people actually hear what you're saying. So don't feel like, oh, I'm being a pest. Uh, they're not going to like me. It's disingenuous. It's too much. You're beating them over the head. No, it's not that they're that way. It's that they're not hearing you, and you need to. Some of them hear you, and they shut you off. Well, and if it's offer, 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 then yeah, I can see that becoming right. repetitive. But when you are giving them educational pieces that are uh, either answering questions um, about your program, or it's just informational, and they mm-hmm. happen to like the topic, 
they're not going to look at you as, uh, you know, or look at that as an intrusion on their privacy. Right. Um, and yeah, you're, you're right. Some people will just say, leave me alone. And then obviously you do what you, uh, what you deem necessary to leave them alone. But it, it, the, the consistent follow up is dramatically important. And like I said, we, you know, that 30% that you talked about that it's never ever going to buy from you, um, might turn somebody on to your program, might, uh, turn somebody on to your birthday parties, might turn yeah. somebody on to your whatever, your safety event or your women's night out or whatever it is. Um, so you, you can't look at, and, and I think, you know, the problem is we look at, and we, do, we have to, I get it. We need money. And so I got to sign up the next person. I got to sign up the next person because these two people quit. And now I need to at least put, replace these two and I'd like to grow. So I really need four you know, that type of thing. And we're always chasing this end here. And this, these other percentages we're, 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 we're not ever getting to because we're always so, gosh, what, how do I want to say it, uh, desperate here. And, and right. not desperate in a bad way or, or a demeaning way. Uh, it's a truthful desperation in most cases. Um, yeah. But we need to set up what we can set up here. And then start moving backwards. It would be my right. opinion. Or, and, and the reason I say move backwards, uh, I, well, set up what's going to happen and how the individuals are going to be treated when they're on trial. Right. How that's all going to work. Set up the end of things that are going to happen with regards to once they're enrolled, meaning what happens the first month, second month, third month, whether it's the two, four, six, eight week calls, whatever it is. Once they get their first belt, how you know how does that process work? bring it all the way up to black belt and then go back to, you know, how do I get more individuals to make their and show up to their appointment? How do I get more individuals to actually make an appointment? How do I get, and, and then it becomes a, a, a better percentage game. The other thing too is um, it's, there's only a few ways to, to, to grow your business, right? So you can either raise your prices, which if you're at a certain level, you probably should do that anyways. I don't mean a level like, uh, now you're in more demand. I just mean that if your prices are too low, then you should raise your prices. So that's one way to increase your business uh, income. Second way is to obviously uh, get more people in the funnel, right? Get more individuals to uh, raise their hand and want to be a part of your business. The other way, and this one's a lot more, this one's a lot harder. This one is uh, more long-lasting, though is you tinker with or you fix the percentages. Now, if you don't know your percentages, then you can't fix them. But uh, you tinker with the percentages, meaning, uh, you know, I always have uh, 50% of the individuals that I talk to about the program uh, uh, come in and do a trial. Oh, that's not – actually, let's say 20%. So 20% of the people, they, they, they will make an appointment. All mm -hmm. right? How can, how can you change that to 25%? Because once you do that, all the numbers below it change. All of them exponentially change. Um, or, you know, how many suspects can I get to be prospects? What do I got to do in order to not only, you know, only get 2% of my suspects? Now I want to get 5% of my suspects to become a prospect. And, again, right. a suspect is an individual that you gathered their information. So the percentages are going to be a little bit lower, obviously. But what, what can you do, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's always the hardest in any business. I will tell you the big businesses, 
do it and they do it well and they automate most of those things. Your bigger businesses are doing that. Us smaller businesses, that's what we are as martial arts school owners, we can do what the big businesses do. We do need, and again, I go back to software, we do need software that's going to carry a lot of the heavy load, but we have to be creative in our educational marketing pieces that are going to help move those individuals um, forward. So quick recap. Take what's happening inside of your introductory trials, that type of thing. What can you do to sign up more people? Change that first. Then, how can I retain more individuals? Because it's easier to retain than it is to get new. Um, be it educational things that are happening, be it every quarter you're going to have a, uh, uh, a goal-setting meeting or whatever, a progress check-in, you know, whatever it is. Um, and maybe they become few and far between the higher they get up, right? So maybe in the, their first year, it's every, every three months, but then their second year, it's every four months. And then their third year, it, you know, it's every five months, you know. Their fifth year, it's every, you know, every uh, six months, that type of thing. Whatever. I'm just throwing that out there as an idea. Yeah. And then I would start working backwards on your percentages. And, and by the way, if you're not keeping great stats with regards to percentages, then I would go back to, um, and, and when you, uh, I'll find out which call it is and I'll, I'll say it real quick, because uh, I know you probably have a couple of things that you want to say and I'll look it up while you're saying it. But, um, while you are, um, while you are building these things on the front end, meaning from your trial all the way up to black belt, that's going to take you a little while to do that. Yeah. And so you will actually accumulate some stats right. over that time. And so maybe you don't have stats right now. Don't worry. If you do what I said and take care of this now and then move all the way up to black belt, how you're going to keep people during that year stretch that you're trying to come up with all those things you'll have a year's worth of uh, stats to know, you know, how many people are, are raising their hand and how many people are going, yep, I want an appointment, how many people are actually signing or, you know, coming in for an appointment and how many people are signing up. Go ahead, Alex. And by the, by the way, not to, um, not to promote Spark uh, membership as well, but I love the stat portion of the page. They have that dashboard where, like, immediately you sign in and blah, 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 blah. It, like, populates, and you know how many new members you have, how many renewals you had, how many trials you have, how many are on trial memberships, who is expiring, your income that's supposed to bill that month and what you're getting for the week and what you've charged and what you're ahead and behind on. Um, I also love uh, that you could do financial forecasts throughout the year to see how your months are up and down on these graphs. So you can see like, oh, I was here, I was high, I was down, I was up. And you're able to see the flow and the overall stats of what you're financially bringing in. And I love how I have it set up in categories as well, where I know what I'm selling retail, apparel, clothing, gear, fighting gear, weaponry, weapons, you know, like I know uh, events, special events, birthday parties, private lessons. Um, and you have it all broken down for you. So you can look at your sales by the month and go, wow. You know, and this is a funny thing. Uh, a lot of people ignore their retail. And we've had numerous calls on Retail Wonderland and all this other stuff that I have a program that I was, um, that I sell on, on the Retail Wonderland, how to set your shop up for success. Um, but anyway, this shows you like, hey, I sold all this gear. Oh, that's cool. Maybe if I just promoted it more, I could sell all this gear, you know, or all this stuff. And it just helps you understand more. So um, one thing, though, in, in regards to and, and kind of like a closing statement on this, you know, there's so many things that we have to focus on uh, as school owners that are so important. 
And it sounds overwhelming and it sounds like there's so much, but if you really think about it, it's only really like seven main areas of income, right? Uh, I don't have my chart up, but I know we've talked about this on our calls too. It's like new students, existing students, upgrades of students, special events, retail, um, uh, cash outs or pay in fulls or programs that are, you know, uh, pay, you know, the whole membership for the year, you know, they pay in full. We, compression payments, taking people who have like six or eight payments left and saying, hey, I'll give you $100 off if you want to pay in full. Like if you're trying to hit numbers, let's say I want to be at 30000 this month and I'm at like twenty nine. Uh, one, right? And I'm like, oh, for another $900, I could do a compression payment and take two people and have them pay in full, and that'll raise my monthly statistics up. It's a whole thing that we could talk about in a whole other dynamic, whether you should do it or shouldn't do it. We have a statistic that we've shared on this as well as far as cash outs. But So there are seven levels of income outside seminars, you know, going to a school, getting paid. I have a, a friend, my yoga teacher, she just taught gym classes for the entire week at a high school. And she charged $3,600 or $3,500 for the week they paid her to teach classes where most martial artists would go, yeah, I'll do it for free. Let me in because I get to talk to all the – well, you know what? They pay you to do that, and you get to still talk to those people. So, like, those are the seven steps of income that you should be thinking about with your school. And this is my closing statement. Um, be genuine, right? Really love what you do. And, and most martial artists do. Some of us get hung up and we're like – we're in it because it's a job now. We've been doing it so long. We've lost our passion. We, we don't really love it as much as we used to. Try to find that, rekindle that flame, that passion again. But, um, but do it because you love it and show that love to those parents and clients. And if those clients see that and they believe truly through conversations that I love through Spark, I do a text messaging, I do emailing, but I do a lot of text messaging with parents, especially new parents that came and did their first class or joined for the back-to-school special for the month. I'm always forever reaching out, hey, Mrs. So-and-so, how are you liking classes? How is your son liking classes? Oh, they love it. Oh, that's awesome. He did so good. And I'm having these little mini conversations. They leave. Before they get home, I send them a text message. I hope you enjoyed the class. Johnny did so good in class today. And it really is a nurturing feeling that we give to them. And then they're like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm a part of this school. I feel like I've been here for years. I feel like this is – they care about what I do. They love what having us here. Not like I'm a client and they want me to buy something. It's more like we want you to be a part of this family. The side benefit is you're going to pay me for it. That's the only thing. But other than that, right, the other thing is that you're, you're still going to be treated like, you know, the, you know, I want to say the president of the United States, but that'd be a bad example. Um, you're going to be treated like, a, you know, like a dignitary, right, or like, you know, a celebrity, right, like you would treat a celebrity, right? And um, we want them to feel like, oh, my God, this is the coolest, best thing I've ever done for my child or for myself, and I'm happy to be here and so on and so forth. So that remember, be genuine and really believe in what you do and then let make sure that everyone gets it. That's my that's my closing statement. All right. Hey, I just wanted to uh let you know that I looked up the uh the stats. We did two different stat calls. Uh we did one at the beginning or excuse me, at the end of last year, which was uh, the four stats that you need to know to grow in 2018. That's episode 155. So if you go to schoolandertalk.com forward slash 155 and then we also did one measuring stats and why, uh, why they matter, and that's episode 148. So if you go to schoolundertalk.com forward slash 148, if you're learning, uh, need to know uh, to learn how to do stats so and what, right. why they're important, that type of thing. 
So thanks, yeah. Allie. I, I, I hope everybody found this um, uh, lifecycle marketing call uh, podcast, if you will. It, 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 I hope they found it. Uh, um, I hope they found it good, and that they yeah. uh, you know get get some gems out of it. I'd like you, if you would, you know, feel free to share a little bit of what you picked up uh, on the thread here. Um, you know, on the Facebook Live uh, thread, just uh, the information that you picked up from it, and uh, you know why you liked it. And if you didn't like it, tell me why. I'd like to know that too. Yeah, and tell your martial art friends to become a part of this group. It's a closed group, and the reason why it's a closed group is because we don't want a parent wandering in um, and becoming a member and kind of thinking that all we talk about is business, business, business. They don't understand that that what we talk about is what keeps us going. So we don't want them to get the wrong idea, and we want them to understand that this is for um, for us so that we grow our school and keep the school open and succeed and be able to continue to teach our students. It's not um, something that we're doing just for the money, and in fact, most martial artists do it as a living, but their their real goal is to teach and train and help people. Like I said, the side benefit is we make a living out of it, um, but uh, we love what we do, and we'd probably be doing what we do even if we weren't making money at it, right? We'd be doing it free or teaching somewhere else or helping others, you know, whatever. So uh, let's keep everyone, you know, in that mindset. So share it with another school if you can and let them know so that we can continue to help the industry. Uh, I'm honestly tired with what I see out there when it comes to coaching with all the new fandangled bells and whistles, gimmicks and packages being sold. And they're not doing what we do, Dwayne, where we teach the basics and really help them understand the concepts of what it's unveiling kind of what, what it really takes to run a school. It's not, you know, it's not no secret for us. We share it with everyone. Yep. And then uh, there's a comment there. Can we add uh, other martial artists who will benefit from this if they do this for a living? Yes, please. We want as many people uh, benefiting from this as, as they possibly can. Um, I just know how much, um, you know, the martial arts business has given me, and I don't mean financially, although that's true too, but I'm just talking about the freedom um, of being able to run a business and, and, and to know how to do it effectively um, has has been amazing. And so if we can help anybody else out with that, obviously we do coaching on the side, um, and that's a paid thing, but, but even this forum allows us to be able to do this at a, at, at a free level, if you will, um, and, and sometimes all you need is that aha moment to push you over the next level. Yeah, dude, and I, I typed it in, but for some reason it's not going through. But I said to Paul, um, they don't have to be a school owner. They just have to be a teacher. Um, they can't just be a martial art parent within your school. I don't recommend that. So if you have a parent who is a student and a black belt, don't let them get behind the scenes of your business because then they start to think they know you. Um, and then what happens is they start to judge you and they start to look on the floor and go one, two, three, four, 26, 27. Oh man, he's making a ton of money, right? They don't realize that it's not, um, you know, they don't go, Oh, deduct the electric, the oil, the heat, the insurance, the, this, the, that, the, that they just go, Oh, look at all the stuff he's making. You know, like when I bought my new car, I was afraid, uh, you know, people are going to be like, Oh, and I did get some problems with two staff members who are no longer with me. Like, Oh, there he goes. You bought a Tesla. What do you expect? You know, we're working hard so he could be making money, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, but uh, but I, the most of the majority of my parents and my students have been super supportive and happy 
for me because they know that I'm eco-friendly and love, you know, helping the environment. Paul wrote, no, no, adding my sensei. Of course, your sensei also runs a school, Paul. Um, very successful Michigan school owner. So, but yes, add, add whoever you like as long as they, uh, you know, they're in the industry, so to speak. All right, Dwayne, thanks, good. man. Well, it's great seeing it, you. Great seeing you on a Wednesday, and uh, we'll talk real soon. And uh, you're still looking good, man. You're still lean. You're, you're still keeping your weight. What are you at, 194, you said, or? No, I'm at, well, this morning I'm a little heavier. I weighed at uh, 191.2. So, but if wow. I stay at 190, I'm, I'm, I, I feel good. So, and you went I mean, not that I feel two, bad at the moment, but. What'd you go from two what? Two, 219. Wow, that's a big difference. And you could see it in your, and I'm not, you know, I'm not flirting with you. I just want you to know that. But you could see it in your face, the coloring of your face, you know, the energy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's amazing. When we take care of our bodies and take care of our minds, how incredible life becomes, right? So it's like when we start getting out of shape and starting to feel lethargic and we start to get down on ourselves and also life starts to look gloomy as well. So health is first and foremost always. So I'm proud of you. Keep up the great work. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I right. have, uh, my, my son had a, a concert last night. See, I usually go lifting um on on tuesday and thursday nights well my son had a concert last night so i actually went during the day uh yesterday after our field trip that we had i went i went there and uh lifted during the day so i didn't miss it <laughs> yep you're not you're not missing it man you're hitting the gym i love it awesome dude we'll talk to you next week all right bye all right have a great day take care everybody don't oh by the way don't forget to sign up on itunes right and and download the information and all that yeah, you can get this information uh, through iTunes and uh, Google Play and all those places. So, but if you go to schoolownertalk.com, we got a link there that uh, takes you to all the proper places that you can uh, uh, listen to this on your phone and uh, you know clean your studio while you're getting educated. Yep, awesome, man. Have a great day. Take care, everyone. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.